learning some Emunah B'Tachan tonight. I actually want to talk about a, um, a close family friend of mine who, um, who passed away earlier this week. That um, It's unclear yet if it was actually COVID-19. Uh, he was 64 years old. He was a, a PA in Kew Gardens, New York. So I grew up, he wasn't the doctor that we went to. He was a family doctor, not our family doctor. But we used to go to him regularly, you know, on Matzei uh, Shabbos, if necessary, you know, to go get a strep test or something of that nature. And um, I just wanted to say over some things that his son told me today when I called to be Menachem Avo that I, I thought were you know, pretty helpful to help us get through this time. So he was talking about his father, and he said how his father was on Hatzalah for 35 years in New York. And kids whose parents are on Hatzalah, everybody else sort of envied them as little kids because their father would come back with these calls and he would go driving on Shabbos with these really cool stories. And this boy, Zebi, who I called, said that his father would never, ever say anything about what actually happened on the Hatzalah call. And he said his attitude in life was, we don't look about ourselves. We never look about ourselves. We always look at others. We always try to figure out how we can help others. So is this going to help someone else by saying what happened on that Hatzalah call? If it's not going to help someone else, I'm not going to say what happened on that Hatzalah call, when he might have saved a life or not. Something exciting might have happened. He wouldn't focus on that. So that was something I thought was an important message. Another thing that he said that, that was really striking is his father was a PA, right? He didn't go to medical school until, until he was like 40 years old. He, he had been learning Torah until then full time, and then he had to earn a living, so he went to PA school and became a PA. And one time he was approached by a family who a, a husband and wife had been married for a couple of years and had not yet had any children. And they came to him and they said, can you help us figure out what we're doing wrong? And he said, why are you going to me? Why don't you go to fertility doctors? And they said, we, we already went to fertility doctors. We already went to this specialist and that specialist and nothing, nothing helped us. He said, so then what do you want from me? I'm a PA, I really can't do anything. So they said, we just want you to help us. So he went and he did some basic tests and he found something that was wrong. And he then said to them, okay, this seems to me like this must be something wrong here, but I can't imagine that the doctors missed it, but here's what I think might be need to be fixed and then let's see what happens. And the very next month they became pregnant. So the, this boy told me, that he asked his father then, right? He happened to have been in the house when this couple had come in the first place. And he asked his father later, how did you possibly find something that all these fertility doctors and the specialists were not able to find? And he said his father's response was, was so indicative of his true self. And his response was, you think I find anything? You think it's possible that me, a PA, could find something that all these specialists wouldn't find? The only answer is, I am a shliach of Hashem. I am a representative of Hashem. My role as a doctor is to carry out the will of God to the best of my abilities. That's how he saw his job, and that is how he found this problem, whatever that problem was. And that was a very important idea to say, how do we look at our roles in life? How do we look at what our job is in this world? Is our job in this world to think about ourselves? Is our job in this world to be self-aggrandizing and think about what it is that we bring to the table and my great qualities, right? So he said his father never once thought of, thought of these things in, in, those, in, in those words. He never once thought about himself in terms of what he's able to do. And he said about another story about his father that not, a, not something that I would necessarily recommend today, but he said when he was 10 years old, 
He was one time looking in the mirror and fixing his hair. And his father saw him doing that and gave him a slap on the face. And he said to him, we don't look at ourselves. That's not our job in life. We look out for other people. That is always our job in life. His father died at the age of 64. His name was um, Rav Yaakov, Yaakov Meltzer. He was a rabbi doctor. He was first a rabbi and then became a you know, PA. And uh, he dedicated his life to helping other people and to learning Torah. And like I said, he always thought of himself, I am just a shliach of Hashem. I am just a representative of Hashem to do the best that I can to try to help other people get better in whatever way that I can possibly help them. And I, I can say myself that from all the times that I went to him, it was always, he always had a sense of being in good hands. He always had a sense of calmness when you went to him because, and it partially because of this idea, there was a sense of security. There was a sense of, I don't know the answers, but I know that I have a role in life. God put me in this position for a reason. And therefore, I'm going to say whatever it is that the best of my knowledge, the best of my abilities I'm going to do, and then the rest is up to God. And to me, this is, this is like really exactly what we've been learning in Amun Obitachan. This idea that we do the best that we can and the rest is up to Hashem. That was one point I wanted to focus on. The next point I wanted to focus on tonight is the fact that today is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, right? Which is the first month of the year. On, you know, the, the, not the first month of when, of creation, perhaps, but definitely the first month of when we become a Jewish nation. And it's a very important month. Now, we definitely are all hoping that this becomes the month in which a new year begins, and hopefully our mazel changes, our fortune changes, and this terrible decree gets ripped up, and we can go back to a life where we don't have to live in fear of what could be lurking in the next person and what could be lurking around the corner or on surfaces that haven't been sanitized lately. And hopefully that will happen soon. But when we go back to that life, the question is, how, what sort of life are we going to go back to? So what I want to discuss right now is the idea that the Gemara tells us that Kval Yisrael, that the, the nation of Israel, are compared to the moon. That's what the Gemara tells us. And what does it mean that we're compared to the moon? So it seems to be that the reason why we're compared to the moon is the, the Kabbalists and the and Hasidish commentators all explain the idea is very simple. The moon goes away each month and it gets very, very, very small until it's just a little, little, little tiny sliver. And then it comes back, tiny little sliver, and then it gets large again. The moon waxes and wanes. And the Jewish people, we wax and wane. Sometimes things are going well, and sometimes we're at the top, we're at full moon. And then sometimes we're not doing well. And sometimes we're in a gullus, we're in a long and painful gullus with pogroms, with holocaust, with blood libels. But we know that we're always going to, there's hope that we're always going to get larger again. And when we get larger, the same way the moon will get large and full again, so too Kuali Yisrael can, will also reach this level. That's one point that I wanted to talk about the new moon. And then I also wanted to read one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite rabbis, it's Rabbi Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. And Shamshin Rafal Hirsch in Shemos, in Exodus 12.1, the very first mitzvah that is given to the nation of Israel as a nation, right? So before Avraham Avinu was given the mitzvah of bris milah, circumcision, and there are other mitzvahs that have been given to Kuali Yisrael, but the very first mitzvah that is given to, to the entire nation of Israel at once is the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, the mitzvah of well, when we see the moon in its new place in the, in the sky, and then at that point, we have to then say, we have two witnesses who come to Bezdin, who come to the, the Sanhedrin, the great Jewish court, the Supreme Court, 
and they testify that they saw the moon, and then we can say it's a new moon, and then when we say it's a new moon, then we can start our lunar cycle again, because the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar calendar. It also needs the solar, solar calendar to keep it regulated so that Pesach always falls out in, in the springtime, because the lunar calendar is 354 days and the solar calendar is 365 days. So if we only followed a lunar, a lunar calendar, Pesach would no longer fall out in the spring. And the Torah tells us Pesach has to fall out in the spring. So we need both of them. However, we do follow the lunar calendar. Now, what's the purpose of having us follow a lunar calendar, but not just to follow a, lun a lunar calendar, but also to have a dependent on witnesses actually seeing that the moon is currently at this stage and this portion of the sky, and that is then an indication that it's time to declare it a new moon. Why can't we just follow the specific calculations? They know exactly how far apart it is from one moon sighting to the next moon sighting. And today, indeed, we no longer have witnesses coming to give testimony. Right? We don't have that anymore because we no longer have a Supreme Jewish court. So we don't have that anymore. Now we just base ourselves on these uh, calculations that they have made many, many years ago, about uh, 1,600 years ago, where they first made these calculations. And Hosham Shonifal Hirsch addresses the idea. The ideal is to actually have witnesses who need to see the moon and come to the court and then to declare it the new moon. The ideal is not to work with the calculations. Now, why is that so? So he explains like this. I'm going to read a couple of lines from him. It is not the meeting of heavenly bodies, the renewed illumination of the moon by the sun that produces the beginning of the month. It is not this natural phenomenon that the new moon celebrates. So what we celebrate on Rosh Chodesh, right? There's a special, there's a mitzvah that you should eat meat on Rosh Chodesh. You should try to have a nicer meal on Rosh Chodesh that you have the other days of the month. So it, it's a, somewhat of a happier day, somewhat of a day where we have some level of simcha, of happiness. Why is this so? Rather, each time the moon reunites with the sun and receives from it new light, God wants his people to find their way back to him so that his light may again shine forth on them, no matter where they may be or through what periods of darkness they may have to pass in their path through history. So why is it that there's such an emphasis on actually witnessing the new moon? The idea is we're trying to bring something home to us. We're trying to bring home the message at the same way things wax and wane and the same way that the moon gets its light as a reflection from the sun, so to us, there are times when we're very far away from the sun. The sun is, is the, uh, in the metaphor, the sun is God, and we are the moon. And we're very far away from that reflection of the light. But it's up to us. If we choose to come back into that light, we will then again be the beneficiaries of that reflected light. And again, we will be able to give off light to the entire world. And every single month, we get the opportunity to look at that new moon and say, that could be us. If we choose to do so, then we really will fulfill our tasket, our purpose of being a orla amen, a light onto the nation. So every month as we see that new moon, and particularly now as we see this new moon of Nisan, of the beginning of the new year, we should be saying to ourselves, take this decree, take this, the fact that we are now in a, in a tough place, take this fact and use it as a springboard to get closer to God and to turn to God and yet let that light illuminate us and then using that reflective light to illuminate the entire world. And hopefully this will be the end and hopefully we will be able to bring Mashiach this time and have the true light that will last forever. Take care everyone and stay safe.